Hi, listener. Welcome back to another episode of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie. Hello, Mara. Good to be back for another episode. <laughs> yeah. And this week we are taking on the book Mudbound by Hilary Jordan, one of my favorite authors. This was published in 2008 and it was her debut novel to, and it opened to mostly positive reviews. Um, I read an interesting thing. It took her seven years to write and she started it while she was doing her MFA at Columbia. So it's, uh, she's one of my favorites. She wrote my favorite book when she will, but this book is also very good. The book uh, was adapted into a film, uh, a 2017 film, also called Munbound. Uh, it was direct, directed by Dee Rees, who also co-wrote the screenplay with Virgil Williams. And it features a cast that includes Carrie Mulligan, Garrett Hedlund, Jason Clark, Jason Mitchell, Mary J. Blige, Rob Morgan, and Jonathan Banks. It had, um, it was, uh, it debuted on uh, Netflix and in uh, limited release at very strong critical reviews that uh, maintains a 97% score on Rotten Tomatoes and earned a lot of Oscar consideration. It earned four Oscar nominations. Mary J. Blige uh, was a double nominee uh, for for her um, supporting uh, performance as well as her best original song was also nominated for its adapted screenplay and for cinematography and it was actually a bit of history the cinematographer whose name was Rachel Morrison uh, was actually the first woman ever nominated for best cinematography at the Academy Awards so it took uh, almost 90 years for that for that to happen hmm. it's very uh, interesting there yeah that's very interesting yeah, I love Mary J. Blige. And I really liked her in this movie too, as well as the song. But I was very excited to see her in this movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, I read this book years ago because I read When She Woke and then wanted to see what else Hillary Jordan had written and didn't realize that she'd also done Mudbound. And then I'd watch the movie. So I actually reread them and rewatched them for this. Um because I had watched that a while back. And I and I do enjoy the book. I like the book and the movie. Sometimes I think the movie's a little slow, but I did like the book a lot. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's like not a, you know, it's so for, the, for our listeners who are familiar with the book, it is set in the Mississippi Delta right after World War II. And it really is about the McAllen family, Lauren and Henry, Laura and Henry, who moved to Mississippi to a farm that the husband bought with their, with her father-in-law, who's known as Pappy. And they have acres and, and sharecroppers on the field with them. And that one, the real focus is the Johnson family, which is Florence Happen runs out. And it's really about, you know, it has a lot of over a lot of themes of racism and it's really the struggle between the two families and how tragedy strikes. So that's I think that's like kind yeah. of it in a nutshell um, for anyone who's not familiar with the book or movie. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, the fo- focus uh, focus kind of uh, is between the two, like kind of like the sons in this family. There's uh, Jamie from the McCallum from the McCallums who's just returned from World War Two and Ronzel from the Johnsons who's also returned and you know as the you know in the south in the 1940s a very you know a very not the greatest time period of racism run rampant at at the time but how these two men bond over their shared experience in the, in the war and the struggles that they're going through particularly probably like PTSD PTSD I don't I know during the f- during the film uh I don't think they say PTSD at all because obviously at that time no. no one knew no one knew what it was but I know um I know for years it was co- 
well, um, it'd be referred to as like sh- uh, shell-shocked. And that was something, that was a term I remember hearing for so many years. And uh, like, it would just kind of get thrown around in conversation. And I would even use it sometimes. Like, oh, like if, you know, someone gets surprised by something and they'd be like, oh, he was shell-shocked. And, you know, actually, like, it's a much darker uh, phrase about, you know, soldiers and what, what they experience over there and coming home and struggling to adjust. And, you know, like there was a scene in the film that really stood out to me where Jamie is walking down the road and I think a car backfires and he instantly drops to the to the ground and Ronzel uh, goes to help him and help pick up like some of his groceries and that you see the older gentleman kind of looking at their looking at them and kind of scowling at this white man and black man exchanging pleasantries and that so yeah and I think that's uh, like a pivotal scene because in the book and the movie because that's really where you see their friendship begin and you know the the, the main kind of conflict in that is that Jamie lets Ronzel right up front, which in Mississippi at this time was not acceptable. Ronzel, because he was black, should have been riding in the back of the truck and not up in front in the cab. And that is ultimately um, his undoing. And Jamie, you know, is probably the only person in the South who treats him like an equal, Ronzel like an equal, because regardless that he's a war hero and has been, you know, fighting for the country, the, the people in the Mississippi Delta at the time in the book don't, don't care. They still just see him as less and treat him as less. So I think that that's kind of, you know, a pivotal scene. And they, they do show that in both, you know, but it's interesting that that's kind of their undoing in the, you know, in the book and the movie because he's riding up front. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, the main conflict with Ronzel is that he's, he was treated as an equal in Europe. You know, it wasn't a big deal to see black and white people intermingling and going out and treat, being treated as an equal. But when he returns to Mississippi, he doesn't get the same level of respect that he had had in Europe. Yeah. But it's, you know, and I think they do a good job. You, you know, kind of showing both in the book and the movie. I mean, I think the book obviously goes into a little bit more. And, you know, this is my main kind of problem with all movies that were adapted <laughs> is that you don't get that character development, right? Like, I think you don't see all that backstory, right? I Because I felt like this movie, things happened very quickly with not a lot of explanation where I felt like if you had watched the movie, the bo- if you had read the book, it made sense to you in the movie. You know, I, I think there wasn't as much kind of where you get, got what was happening between the two families. Yeah. You know, like the example of when Hap breaks his leg, the doctor from town who is a racist and we later find out is in the KKK comes and sets his leg kind of brutally and does it very, you know, he tells him he's very lucky that he's treating, you know, black people on that day. So, you know, he's racist and he's there and he doesn't give him any medication and just, you know, sets the leg poorly as we find out later because Hap gets an infection, which I don't think we see as much in the movie as we do in the book. And then Laura McCallan, while she's in town finds a doctor and brings him back with him who happens to be a Jewish doctor and has, you know, and treats Hap with respect and this kind of contempt for the original doctor that said it. And I don't think you see that in the movie. Like you don't get all of that. Like, you know, the doctor who comes to the door has an accent and he's foreign, but you don't get all of that like you would in the book. So I think it makes more sense if you've read it and then you see that scene with that doctor coming and fixing Hap's leg. Very true. Yeah. And I do feel that like the book, you know, like you said, goes into more detail and particularly about like their time in the war like in the in the film it doesn't not so much you see a couple flashbacks and it's just, it just kind of seems like it was just to kind of show get the audience familiarized with like why jamie feels this way why like does he act out or is like easily skittish at certain things and um and to kind of like explain his alcoholism and you know so it's just kind of like really brief glimpses the book 
I think goes into like a little more detail and you know their time in World War Two. And you got you had to figure like for timing wise because right. it is a pretty long film. It is it was about it's like little, two hours. Yeah, yeah, roughly about two hour, uh, two hours, like two hours fifteen minutes. I think is the rough is the runtime for it. So obviously you have to make cuts somewhere. Like uh, I don't, you know, for me, I I much prefer films with a shorter run runtime. You know, this was like this is pretty fine for me you know even though it was a on the longer side but i think like even the greatest films you know if you go like two and a half three hours and you know most people will just get bored with it <laughs> that's my opinion but yeah you know you have to make cuts uh somewhere but i did you know in both the book and the movie i really i i did like just the camaraderie between jamie and ron L. i think you know mm-hmm. just some very, you know pretty nice scenes and you know their togetherness or something i think it was uh i think it was well i think it was well done there yeah and i think that you know the 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 scene where ronzel finds out that he's fathered a child with the german woman is you know well done it's it's actually though a little bit more secretive in the book because i don't think that jamie knows that like he's not he doesn't know like i don't think ronzel confides in him and tells him that he finds that out when they are in the sawmill because ronzel has been taken hostage by the KKK members because of riding up at the front. And then the father found the letter from Russell about having a child and to them having a child of mixed race was the worst you could do. And I don't think Jamie finds out about that until he's in the sawmill, which he just happens to go out to and tries to stop the brutalization of Ronzel at that point, which I think is a terrible scene to watch. And I think it's, I think it was a little bit harder to read, right? Like it's like we talked about misery, right? Like misery was so much more brutal. And I found like this book was just sometimes a little bit more emotional or brutal in the book too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of, you know, they cut a little bit that of that out because yeah. Jamie knows who all those KKK members are. And in the book, he kind of calls them out, which you don't necessarily see in the movie. And I think one of the worst characters, you know, is Pappy. He's just hateful in both. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> You it's know, like the name like Pappy, he doesn't deserve kind of this like very pleasant, like grandfatherly type name because yeah. he's, 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 you know, terrible. He's, but yeah, in the book, in the film, he's played by Jonathan Banks. And I, and I know, like, I know he was on like Breaking Bad, but I'm, you know, I, you know, forgive me, but I never really watched the show, so I'm not familiar. I just, I remember him from an, an episode of um, Modern Family that he did and plays uh, obviously a much, much different character there so you know i think he uh definitely did a good job in that in the film like just really being extremely hateable like one of the scenes that stuck out to me was at the uh at the store where ronzel is just trying to leave with his groceries Mm -hmm. pappy and the other two gentlemen are just blocking the uh, door and and won't let him leave and advise him to just walk out the back and you're just sitting there thinking it's like come on just just let him walk out the door who cares who cares like he's gonna be like he's gonna walk out the door and just be gone and out of your hair for a little uh in a few seconds and you know and it's funny because like you know days like someone may look at like this, this just like blatant racism and it's easy to have it come off as like 
kind of comical being like, okay, that's too over the top. But okay, you know, maybe perhaps like not saying like racism is solved, but in a more modern setting, something like that may come off as hokey. But you have to think at the time in the 1940s and during this time. Yeah, you know, that's definitely pretty realistic. Yeah, I thought it was pretty realistic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I thought it was, you know, obviously pretty rooted in some, I think, factual things that happened in this in 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 America in the South at that time, um, and I I did you know really it was it, it was very sometimes hard to watch right but yeah. yeah it was you know you you kind of got from it who had the agency and who didn't right because the wife really had none and it was the the her husband Henry and the father who had all the say and the other men kind of had all the say who the other white men had all the say and that was kind of hard because you were like oh my gosh why would this woman want to stay on this farm with no running water and no electricity but she didn't seem to have many other choices that she thought were better. Yeah, very true. <laughs> but I love the character of Florence. I love because one, I love Mary J. Blige, but I like that character in the book. And I thought they had done more with her in the book. And I was a little disappointed that they didn't do more with her character in the movie because I thought she was, you know, a very strong character that they didn't show as much as what I thought they would show. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I still didn't think in the film she did, you know, a fantastic job though. And there was one part that like kind of stood out. It was the the first time like going back to where, you know, the um, kind of friendship between Jamie and Renzel starts and when he, when they're riding in the truck and when Jamie drops Renzel, Renzel off at the home, at their home, and you see Florence out on the porch, and she, and like just her kind of demeanor is very like cautious with that. Like you want to say it's like no, but like you know, no, J- you know, Jamie's good. They're friends. You know, he's good. He doesn't judge. He doesn't judge him. He's not racist. But you know, the the kind of cautiousness about it about her and her demeanor there. I think that it's just like a small little moment. But it really stood uh, stood out to me that, you know, she's, um, you know, very kind of like walking on eggshells in that in that moment. It's, well, I think um, it's a good bit of foreshadowing, right? Like we know that this is kind of going to be a problem. Like, you know, I think they used her in that way to do that little bit of foreshadowing, which was which was good and ultimately was the problem. The other difference that I thought was that now you see in the book and the movie that Laura does have a brief affair with Jamie, with Henry's brother, because she kind of enjoys his company at the farm and they're both in a bad place. And But at the end of the movie, I don't think they let on that she is pregnant and their child is his. Like she in the book, she has a baby by Jamie, but lets her husband never, never tells her husband it isn't his. And Jamie has no idea that he fathered a child with his sister-in-law. So I think that was too different. Like, I think that was different. I don't think they said that in the end of the movie. Like, um, Jamie kind of goes off to California like he does in the book and ends up marrying somebody, but they never let on that she, like, there's not even a glimpse of her where you would question it, having another child. I don't think, I don't think that's the case. And I know you mentioned the one difference at the end earlier when we were talking is that in the movie, Ronzel goes back to wrestle and meets his son. But in the book, that doesn't happen. I mean, he's still alive, but he has to carry a card that says he's a mute, like it's a, like it says he does in the movie. But he kind of goes on to college in the book and has a career, but never. I mean, they say that they would, they actually say if he was a this type of person, this is what he would overcome. So it's kind of a wish, but they show it, and then you believe that that's what's happened. Yeah, yeah, kind of like kind of wraps things up in a bow there uh, with him, you know, returning to Germany and you know meeting his son. And- 
I think provides like this kind of like nice moment. And I think it's one of the main differences I've seen in films versus books that, you know, books, while not the ending of the book, you know, isn't that I wouldn't call it as bleak, but movie endings tend to be hopeful. So I notice you don't, you, like, obviously, this is not an absolute, but, you know, it's kind of a better chance of having a bleaker ending in a book than a movie. That's something I, I noticed about how Hollywood does uh, films. Yeah. Tends to leave the audience with a sense of hope and kind of a smile on their face, per se. No, I mean, I liked I liked them both. I thought they were both good. Yeah. You know, you yeah, get right. a little bit of the what it takes to be on, a, you know, a farm and they were picking cotton, but still you get the power dynamic that's going on between the white family and the black family and, you know, who has the power and who doesn't. Um, but I did like, I liked them both. I thought they were good. Yeah, I really, I enjoyed the book again when I read it again. <laughs> it is very sad though. I think there's very, some very sad parts. Yeah, definitely. Um, some good conversations to be had. Yeah. Anything very else you wanted to talk about? No, nothing. I just, you know, found it very thought-provoking and, you know, glad we uh, got a chance to do this one. Yeah. yeah. So I think any Hillary Jordan fans pick up Mudbound. And then when she woke or vice versa. And then watch the film. Great. Well, until next week, then keep reading. And keep watching.